Home buyers cancel deals at a rapid pace. Macau shuts down all casinos to curb that COVID-19 spread. Rivian supposedly planning layoffs. We cover Monday's biggest analyst calls while Clarina's valuation plunges a rapid 85%. And on top of that, BlackRock warns investors against dip buying. This is the Running With The Money briefing. Let's get into it. It's not a question of enough, pal. Zero-sum game. Somebody wins, somebody loses. I have been a rich man, and I have been a poor man, and I choose rich every time. Money never sleeps, pal. Just made 800000 in Hong Kong gold. There are three ways to make a living in this business. First, be smarter or cheaper. What is up and welcome to another episode of the Running With The Money Briefing powered by Pen and The Table. I'm your host, Luke Denae, and let's get right into what in the world is going on. Covering the markets today, of course, where did we finish into the close? We have the Dow Jones down 164 points, S&P 500 down 44, the Russell 2000 down 3.59, and the NASDAQ down 265. So a red day here across the markets. Meanwhile, the VIX up 7.4%, going sector by sector, group by group. What do we see? The worst performing group on the day, communications. Meanwhile, utilities, the only green sector on the day. An interesting makeup, the majority of sectors down, real estate flat. So definitely a downside day, energy down 0.9% if you're wondering. But shifting into the latest and greatest, of course, headlines of the day, we have home buyers canceling deals at quite a quick pace. So according to CNBC, the share of sale agreements on existing homes canceled in June was roughly under 15% of all homes that went under contract. And that's according to a report out of Redfin per CNBC. Now, that is the highest share we have seen since roughly early 2020 when cancellations were about 11% one year ago. So that shows you all you really need to know. At the end of the day, you are seeing cancellations increase quite drastically, and this all comes as, of course, those mortgage rates continue to move to the upside. In fact, at one point in mid-June, the 30-year fix was up over 6% for a short amount of time, and that is quite a drastic increase off of the rates we saw just months ago. Now, it is also important to note that even before that sharp increase in cancellations and rates we saw in June, cancellations in May jumped to 9.3%, and that was according to a survey of builders by John Burns Real Estate Consulting. Now, that also compares with a cancellation rate of 6.6% in May of 2021. So cancellations quickly moving to the upside, and that is your little update on the real estate market for the day. And once again, really what we are seeing in the real estate market is more supply coming onto the market, buyers becoming more fearful, and of course, it's getting more expensive to purchase a home as well due to those mortgage rates moving to the upside. So there's a lot of headwinds for the real estate market that has been quite hot over the course of just the last few years. Now, shifting into Macau, shutting down all casinos to curb the COVID-19 spread. What in the world is going on when it comes to COVID-19? Well, in Macau, it is spreading rapidly, and therefore officials are shutting down the city's 30-plus casinos and other businesses for one week, and people are ordered to stay at home. And it's so serious that police are monitoring 
flows in Macau. And if they see someone basically breaking these shutdown rules, you will be punished. So, I mean, they're being serious about this whole shutdown gig over there. And, of course, this is not good for the big-time casino brands that also trade here in the United States and are, in some cases, for U.S. companies. We have Melco International, Wynn Macau, SJM Holdings, Galaxy Entertainment, MGM, these companies have exposure to Macau, and this is not a net positive for them, given about really the sheer fact that they cannot do business at the moment in Macau due to, of course, COVID-19. Now, we did get commentary out of DS Kim, an analyst at JP Morgan on this. They went on to say, quote, we would probably need to write off July and likely August as well from the model. So, in essence, what JP Morgan is saying here is, look, in all likelihood, these companies are going to lose a sizable amount of business, specifically in the months of July and August due to the latest shutdown here. Now, it is also important to note that the casinos in Macau were shut down just in February of 2020 as well for 15 days, but this is a major shutdown taking place, and that's why you saw a lot of those entertainment casino names down today. Now, shifting into Rivian, planning layoffs according to a Bloomberg report. Port. The electric vehicle startup is supposedly planning layoffs that would trim roughly 5% of their workforce due to the fact that they grew too quickly in some areas, according to reports and multiple sources out of Rivian. Now, it is important to basically state straight out that these layoffs have not been announced by the company. In fact, they are supposedly still in the planning stages, according to Bloomberg sources and CNBC sources, but they are likely coming. And on top of that, just so you know, the company has roughly 14,000 employees. So if you run the math there, that's a sizable amount of people who could potentially be laid off. Now, shifting into the biggest analyst calls of the day, we had Goldman Sachs downgrading Occidental Petroleum to neutral from buy. The firm went on to say, quote, while we continue to see positive debt reduction from Occidental's upstream chemical operations, we believe this is largely reflected in the shares. And note that longer than expected debt reduction can continue to serve as a positive catalyst for the stock. We also had Morgan Stanley naming Taiwan Semi a research tactical idea. The firm went on to say, quote, we believe the share price will rise in absolute terms over the next 15 days. We view the 2Q 2022 earnings call on July 14th as an important stock catalyst. Most U.S. investors appear to believe that the results may be a non-event, but the key is the 2023 outlook. Morgan Stanley naming TSM a tactical idea. Now, shifting into another call at Goldman Sachs, they downgraded Upstart Holdings to sell from neutral today. From on to say, quote, Although Upstart's 9% penetration of the U.S. personal loan market through 2021 has been impressive, we believe the recent slowdown in origination and revenue growth is evident of heightened competition and increasing funding cost for Upstart partners, which reduces visibility into long-term growth and share gains beyond 2023 that historically have justified Upstart's premium valuation relative to peers. Now, shifting away from those Goldman calls, JP Morgan the day reiterating Amazon as overweight. The firm went on to say, quote, we project Prime Day will drive incremental revenue of $3.8 billion, up 7% year over year, from the $3.6 billion of incremental revenue Amazon disclosed for last year's Prime Day into 
Q2Q of 2021. JP Morgan expecting more from this year's Prime Day. And shifting away from that JP Morgan call, Needham downgraded Meta to underperform from hold today. Firm went on to say, quote, with the ad-driven stocks down sharply, the most common question we get is, what shares would we sell in order to fund stock ideas we prefer? At current price levels, we recommend investors use Meta as a source of funds. You need to be downgrading Meta to underperform from hold. And then finally, we have Morgan Stanley downgrading Fastly to underweight from equal weight. The firm went on to say, quote, we see a less favorable risk-reward heading into the second half, given poor visibility, reflecting the more challenging spend environment and pending change in CEO and a consumption model that is poised to express changes in demand sooner than more traditional SaaS models. Now, shifting away from the biggest analyst calls of the day, let's talk about Klarna's valuation plunging 85% to a whopping $6.7 billion. Yes, you heard that correctly. Their valuation was slashed by 85% in a new financing round announced on Monday. Now, the Swedish buy now, pay later fintech firm said it has raised $800 million in fresh funding from investors at a $6.7 billion valuation. And that is down incredibly sharply in comparison to the $45.6 billion valuation that it secured in 2021 that was led by Japan's SoftBank. Ouch! Another blow to SoftBank. But at the end of the day, what we are seeing here is valuations that come in and it's not excluding the private market. Boy, oh boy, Clarence's valuation down to 85%. Management tried to downplay this. We heard from the CEO of Clarna, who went on to say, quote, it's a testament to the strength of Clarna's business, which was really just a straight downplay, pretty much a blatant lie. At the end of the day, what he is, I mean, how do you really defend that? An 85% decline in your valuation? Talk about a down round. And shifting away from the latest news of the Clarino, let's talk about BlackRock warning investors against basically buying the dip. So summarizing some of their commentary, in essence, in short, their note stated that the war in Russia, supply bottlenecks, and labor shortages here in the United States will, in essence, keep inflation moving to the upside slowly, and they really do not see a peak near-term in inflation. They also noted that central banks will tighten policy until economic pain forces them to shift direction. So in essence, the Fed is going to be forced to tighten into a max pain scenario almost. And then finally, constrained by the quote, hyper-politicization of everything, they really noted that policymakers and the U.S. government won't really be able to handle all too well the inflation narrative. Now, pulling some direct lines out of their note, strategist Wei Lei, Vivek Paul, and Scott Teal in their mid-year report wrote, quote, we are braving a new world of heightened macro volatility and higher risk premia for both bonds and equities. The Federal Reserve, for one, is likely to choke off the restart of economic activity and only change course when damage emerges. But despite the pretty much maximum bearishness call, you could say it jokingly, they are long-term still bullish equities. But in the meantime, in the short term, to see a potential value opportunity in government debt. The note went on to say, quote, the pullback in euro area break-even rates since May suggested markets are underappreciating the inflationary pressures from the energy shock. UK gilts 
are our preferred nominal bond. We believe market pricing and the Bank of England's rate hike is unrealistically hawkish in light of deteriorating growth. So, at least they do see a short-term value opportunity in an odd spot government debt. But aside from that, really what you can pull from this note from this mid-year report is that BlackRock is quite bearish. And they went on to say, quote, the round out their commentary, we could go back to the volatility seen in the 1970s. This regime is not necessarily one for buying the dip. Policy will not quickly step in to stem sharp asset price declines. BlackRock certainly bearish. But that is the show today. I thank you all for listening to another episode of the Running With The Money Briefing. We will be back tomorrow to cover the biggest headlines of the day, market performance, and much more. In the meantime, go give my boys over at Pounding the Table a listen and follow anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts. And also, please go and give me and my team a listen at Running With The Money anywhere on social media and, of course, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Easy to profit trade on, and I will see you tomorrow. <laughs>